Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. everybody we're back with episode 159 on motivating as everything motivation where it concerns school schoolwork homeschooling schoolwork and all that and we came up with this episode idea because yes we admit it we are in the midwinter doldrums of school ourselves so in trying to motivate ourselves you get an episode on uh, how to get motivated to teach or help your kids with their schoolwork that's one of my favorite words, the winter doldrums. It just sounds like what it is. That's <laughs> awful time of year when like the excite. if you're in a snowy area, the excitement of snow has long since worn off. If you are in, um, you know, a less cold area, it's just kind of gray and meh, you know, it's just not very a fun time of year, even though we're making goals, trying to get things done, but somehow school motivation kind of goes out the window. And as a side note, before we get started, we wanted to let all of you know about our Patreon account. If you are not a member over there, go over, check us out. That's a place where we share all things motherhood, motivational. We share more videos, more downloads, all the things that you need to be the most effective, inspired, awesome mom you can be. And sometimes just connection with other moms that have been there and get it. So if you have a question for us, that's the place to be. Um, if you have, um, episode recommendation or a recommendation for a exclusive Patreon episode, which we do every month, you can go over there and ask us and get access to that there. And we so appreciate all of your support over there on Patreon. Yes. It keeps this podcast going for sure. We love our Patreon fans. Okay, in this episode, we're going to share our five best tips for getting or staying motivated when it comes to school stuff. So Bonnie and I, the majority of our experience is with homeschooling, but we're pretty sure that what we're going to share with you can apply to a school experience too. Like, for example, I've got two kids in college um, with college experience that's been going on for four years now. So I have a little bit of um, experience in that, but not much beyond homeschooling. Um, so we're going to share these tips, and we think they're applicable to helping kids stay motivated where school is concerned. Yeah, totally. Um, like we mentioned, winter is particularly difficult to be motivated about, well, lots of things, if we're honest, but especially school. And especially if you're not the one seeking the motivation for yourself, you're seeking it to inspire others, like your children. It's especially difficult because you have to get real creative, right? Um, a couple of things we've noticed that um, make this time of year the hardest is lack of light, right? It gets dark earlier. Um, sun doesn't come up until later. It's harder to get a start on your day. It's just, it's tricky. We've especially noticed this in exercise, right? You get all these new year's goals and then you're like, Oh wait, it's still freezing and dark outside and I don't want to do it. You know, um, there are, um, and also it feels like you've just done this huge semester, but then you realize, Oh my gosh, we have a whole other semester to finish up before we can have a summer break. Um, it's just, it's a tricky time of year for sure. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, sometimes it's hard to mo motivate others when you don't feel motivated yourself. So maybe this is kind of even a companion episode to our episode that we just released about inspiration. <laughs> like some of those things could definitely apply to this topic as well. So our first tip is, Hey, go ahead and give up. We give you permission. <laughs> 
So here's things we give you permission on giving up. Subjects they are not comprehending. So we've talked about this in our episode. I remember mentioning in our episode on reading. Sometimes it's just not working. Give them a month. Give them a week. Give them six months. Try it again and boom, they'll get it just like that. Uh, So we give you permission. Give up on that. Let it go. Try again later. (laughs) Areas where you're having conflict. Ooh, just give it up. Not worth it. If you're already not inspired to do schoolwork and they're not inspired and you're fighting over it, ooh, find find a different solution. We're going to talk about some of these in a later tip, but just give it up. Don't don't keep trying that. And then self-imposed deadlines are another area we encourage you. Yes, please give up. Self-imposed deadlines. So why do we feel the need to complete this curriculum by this time or you know this? Self-imposed deadlines. Now, again, this doesn't apply as much to school because those are deadlines imposed by other people, but self-imposed deadlines. So a lot of times we as homeschoolers have this idea that we need to finish a book or a curriculum or something by the end of the year. Well, you want to know a secret that I learned when I was going to be an elementary ed teacher? <laughs> if they get through 75% of a book or a curriculum, they think they are exceeding expectations. <laughs> so many things are not intended to be completed. Just exposure is really good too. So give up the idea that some things have to be completed. Exposure is is really good too. Right. And another big surprise, guess who chooses the district and school-wide deadlines? People. <laughs> There's nothing magical about them either. They're just doing the best they can. And they're like, I think a kid should be able to get through this much. And in another school, it's going to be completely different. And so why do we hold ourselves to such high standards, right? And I would also argue that if your kid is in public or private or charter school, that maybe you could do a little bit of pushback there. Maybe your child really struggles with homework. He's pretty good at keeping track or staying on track at school, paying attention. But when he comes home, he just has no more left in him. He's going to be okay. Like you could just email the teacher and be like, homework's not working out for us. You know, we're just going to do the best we can. And it's probably not going to look great. So sorry. <laughs> That's one of one of the gifts of homeschooling is we learned that uh, relationships and a child's love of learning is way more important than how it, it appears that they're um, progressing through the work. So I, I just love this tip so much. Give up. Just give up. When things do not work, just give up or or change things up a little bit, right? Um, so for me, one of the things I love to give up is making things look pretty. So at the beginning of August, I sit down with all the spreadsheets and the colorful markers and the whiteboard markers and the I put everything up on the wall and this is what we're going to do and this is what our schedule is going to look like and it's going to be beautiful and we're going to do these field trips. And by January, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> we stop a lot of the charts. We stop a lot of the, and when I'm really motivated and feeling like an inspired mother, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, that's great. I can do those things. But when we get in a rut, I just need to let go of the things that are not important. And those are the big, pretty charts and things. Right. Um, and also just my own preconceived notions of how school should look. So this is actually a really great tip for anyone ever. If your kid does his schoolwork better by leaning against the kitchen counter and with a snack in his hand, let him do it. He doesn't have to be sitting at a desk or a table. He doesn't have to, maybe he needs to do some jumping jacks between each math problem. Maybe he needs, whatever it takes, just stop holding yourself to this strict standard of, well, in even public school, you come home and we get the snack and we do the homework and then you can play. Well, maybe you could just mix it up. Maybe you could just try something different this time. You know what? I'm going to let you play for an hour because I can tell that you've been working so hard at school and then you're going to come home and then we're going to have a snack and do some homework. Let's try that for a while. 
Yeah. So the time when my kid is up in a tree with a book or hanging upside down with their head in the hammock, you know, drawing a picture, that's, that's still, that's still considered. Still learning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. That is, that is really good tips. Like you have to think about when you're in this um, state, you have to kind of think about what is sustainable. So would I rather my kid um, get worse scores or drop out? Okay, so what's totally. sustainable here? Totally. <laughs> would, yeah, would I rather um, we do some reading or we read something that's way too advanced and fight over it and everybody gives mm-hmm. up? Okay, like let's think about what's sustainable. And I am I am secretly internally laughing at myself when I'm, you know, in July and planning all those pretty charts and color-coded and everything because I'm like, yeah, I know that by like March we're going to be, you know, black and white just hitting the bare bare minimum and that's okay but but I try to think a little bit more about what is sustainable as opposed to um you know what's gorgeous what's pinterest worthy cuz mm-hmm. my homeschool is not right and you never have more energy and time than at the end of the summer when you're like ready for structure ready for learning yes. and you want to do all the big things and then sometimes it's by the end of September I'm like this was a terrible idea we are never going to make it all the way through the school year doing this Let's back it up a little bit. You know, let's go back to the basics and not work so hard on that. (laughs) Okay, so tip number two is keep up the good work, right? Keep up doing what you are good at and what you know your kids are good at. Um, So I personally try to never give up the core essentials. And for me, that's reading and some sort of math. But it can look vastly different, right? Um, I try never to give up the things that I enjoy doing with them. So for us, that's reading books aloud. It's going outside to play. It's mixing up what the school day looks like. Maybe it's not always in our school room. Maybe sometimes it's lounging on the couch. Maybe sometimes it's going for a road trip, right? My, one of my friends, um, is also a homeschooler. She lives in Utah. So they have gorgeous, beautiful mountains. And I I believe once a week or once every other week, they get in their big van and they do school in the car and they go for a drive. I think they actually have a lesson that they go to, but it's pretty neat that she allows her children just to go see some scenery. And they actually still do book work as well, which you could or didn't have to, but it's just a a change of scenery. Instead of yet another day of the same four walls, you get to go see some of the world. So it's pretty cool. Yes, we absolutely have things that we can't give up either. And one thing I encourage you to do here is just take a little walk down memory lane and remember the reasons why you started homeschooling. Like nobody's forcing you to homeschool. Well, most people. And if you're doing... Um, what, what, what's it called? Where the (laughs) distance learning? Yes. Thank you. And if you're doing distance learning, that's not like, I think we've talked about how we kind of don't really consider that crisis schooling. (laughs) Yes. Crisis schooling. We don't consider that homeschooling because it wasn't like your choice and you're not getting to pick the curriculum and all that. So remember the reasons why you chose to homeschool if you're homeschooling or why you'd like your kids to graduate or, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. Like, remember the goal. Where are you aiming? And then mm-hmm. we definitely don't give up topics they love. Like, I can barely drag myself out of bed today, get myself vertical. I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to at least make sure that I do the one thing that they love with them so that mm-hmm. they can, they don't maybe know what a bad condition I'm feeling in and I don't, you know, it's not contagious and pass along to them. <laughs> Uh, and then another, um, another suggestion I had is sometimes goals need to shift a little bit. So, um, I was talking to this actually with my son in college. I don't think he'll mind me sharing, but, um, 
so he's in his last semester and he's got um, some classes that are just, you know, finish up the degree courses. So for example, one is like, I don't know, ancient Roman art or something, you know, just, he's got to fill in this last credit and he's, he's already got a job secured for when he graduates and he's got a really high GPA. He could probably, you know, just float the class and graduate. So like, what is the purpose? So then we had, he was saying, I'm not feeling very motivated this last semester because it's all kind of all these credits that are, or a lot of them are these credits that are just kind of not very inspiring for me and don't really applicable to my degree, which is engineering. So, you know, ancient Roman arts, not probably Roman art. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then we talked about, well, what could a different goal be than, you know, learning the material, because maybe that's not going to motivate you to learn ancient Roman art, for example. So maybe a different goal would be proving to yourself and your future company that you're going to be working for that you can stick with a project when it's really not very interesting. And not only that, but you can do it well enough to get a good GPA, graduate with a good GPA and that kind of thing. So maybe the goal has to shift a little bit to be motivational to you. Maybe the original motivation isn't working and, and you need to to change it, to be able to keep going forward. So I think that's applicable, not just for college kid trying to graduate, but for, for us, keep going. What, what is the goal? Where are we aiming? Yeah. Maybe you can shift from something as um, glorious and beautiful as learning all the things to enduring to the end, you know, (laughs) like whatever it takes to just make it right. Um, Yes. And I can, I know Audrey can as well attest to the fact that taking breaks and changing things up and trying new things is never going to ruin your child's education. If it's only going to add to it, even if that means taking a big break from structured book learning. So every other year I was having a baby for the last 16 years, which meant that there were quite a few months every other year. And then some of the off years as well, when I'm be pregnant and sick and tired and whatever, where we did very little book learning. We would sit and maybe do a lot of read aloud. We would do some um, tactile Play-Doh type activities, like really basic, simple things. And my kids are still on track and where they're supposed to be going. And so I would just um, encourage you to think outside of the box a little bit. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But to ask yourself, is this really worth killing myself because I'm ill or because Um, we're really struggling through this or we're having relationship issues. The relationship is always more important than the school, right? What can I do to change things up and and keep our highest priorities up top? (laughs) Yes, that is a great segue into our tip number three for you is try something new. So we, um, again, mentioned this, I think, in our episode on inspiration, but just try, try something new. It, um, so for example, if you usually do, so for us, we usually do art looks like chalk pastels for us. That's one of our sponsors, chalkpastel.com. We love them. We love doing chalk pastels, but if we're just in a rut and we need to mix it up, we do something with clay or something with paint or something else that's different. Try a different medium. The same shift can be, um, can happen in music. So try a different instrument in music. That means, you know, instead of drums, try your voice or, you know, from cello, switch to piano or whatever. Try, try a different instrument. And what you'll see happen when you do this is your kids get enthusiastic again, (laughs) and even yourself, um, you get enthusiastic, you'll get inspired, you'll get motivated again. So, in a lot of our episodes on school, school, we have talked about 
the seven different learning styles. So that is applicable here. If it's not working, stop. Try something different. Try mm -hmm. a different curriculum. Try a different method. There's seven learning styles. So try a different one if they're not getting it <laughs> in the way you're using. And we've talked a lot about, um, you know, learning their learning style so that you can help them. Um, instead of, you know, sitting down with a book for science, take a field trip, take a nature walk. Um, instead of listening, try reading. Instead of reading, try listening. Just switch it up. And most curriculums, I have to speak specifically to homeschoolers now, most curriculums are packed with options. And they intend it to be kind of a buffet. Not that you're going to use it all, but that you pick and choose from the parts that work for you and for your family. And so that is in our favor. If our kids are not motivated, if we're not motivated, switch it up. Pick a different part of the curriculum. They're still learning. It's just in a different way or a different area and something that's hopefully going to spark some motivation in somebody. Yeah, exactly. And the brain works in such an interesting way that now while there's something to be said for consistency, which is my weak point, like I like to just change things up all the time. Strength. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes a strength, sometimes not. Something to be said for consistency and doing, um, you know, getting through a curriculum, for example, building on one type of learning over and over. Um but as you, as you allow your brain to bring in different stimulus, stimuli, I guess, it, it actually grows by leaps and bounds. So um, if you've ever noticed with a baby that's going through developmental milestones quite quickly, if you go on a, a road trip or a vacation, or all of a sudden you start doing things that are a, a really out of the ordinary, out of your daily schedule, your baby often hits those milestones a lot quicker or will start getting new words or things because the stimulus is just pouring in. It's so much more than they're used to getting. Right. Um, and the same thing is, is true with your older children and with ourselves as well. If we're kind of stuck in a rut, maybe it just, it's just time to mix up some of that stimulus. Right. Um, a couple of ideas that we like to use for trying things, new things, um, especially if we are kind of stuck at home, but we want to foster that love of learning are amazing online courses. There are so many. We recently signed up for Craftsies online subscription. You can take literally anything related to do with crafts or cooking or anything. It's phenomenal. And my kids just get on there and scroll through these courses that are just beautiful. Um, one of my kids just signed up for um, an engineering class by Mark Rober. He's a pretty famous YouTuber. If you have a boy over the age of five, you've probably heard of him. Does really cool engineering um, creations. Uh, what about finding a mentor in the community to help your child? Maybe you've got a kid that is just so over book learning, but you've got a neighbor who's retired and who loves to tinker with his cars. Maybe you could ask him to spend an hour a week with one of your kids to share some of that knowledge. Just reinstill that love of learning new things and instead of school time that feels so boring. You know, get outside, explore, just find new things to bring in that input. Yes, yes. I think there is benefit in both consistency and um, new things. Think about how a kid, little kids, when they're before they're readers, they love to have the same book read over and over and over and over again. Like you just want to die before you read that book again, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my little boy is currently on Peggy Peg by Don and Audrey Wood. He loves it, and I'm getting ready to hide it. Yeah. Oops, it went missing. Don't look under the couch. Oh, but then what happens when you introduce a new book? Because that one gets gets lost. I'm doing air quotes here, right? For our video followers, where it gets lost. 
then they find a new favorite book and they want that one read over and over and over again. And there's things happening in their brain for both this consistency and both this newness. So your, your brain absolutely actually grows and changes with new, new input and with the consistency, like there's, there's stuff going on in there. Um, and, and please do go check out all our past episodes in our homeschool and school series on different learning styles, because we really, really have found benefit in finding our kids' learning style. And then even sometimes when we know their learning style, switching it up on them to get them, like make their brain make a leap and, and try something new. Um, we talked about that in some of the episodes too. So absolutely try something new. Yes, totally. Okay, so our number four tip um, is to just leave it all behind. I mean, not literally, but maybe, you know, what if you just changed your location for a day? Like sometimes when we're getting really stir crazy, we go do all our school in the yard when the weather is nice. So fun. What about if you just went to the library, said, bring your workbooks, we're going to go do, we're going to go pick out books and then we're going to just sit at the table and finish up our work for the day. And then maybe we go get lunch on the way home or something fun, right? Maybe you could change up the location for a week. What if you decided to use your freedom of being at home or doing distance learning or whatever you're doing to go rent a, an Airbnb or a vacation rental and you did school there? You wouldn't necessarily have to take a break from school. You could if you wanted to, but um, travel a little bit, right? Visit relatives out of state, go on a road trip, anything that would just kind of mix up that daily routine and still incorporate learning. Yes, this is one of my favorites. Even a small location change makes a difference or a change in your current location. What happens when you re reorganize or change the area where you do your learning? So instead of facing the east, they're facing the west. Boing, the brain starts going crazy, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Even little changes make a big difference in them. Um, if, if you can't, you know, manage the week vacation or the day, the day in a different location. We do have an episode all about the importance of outdoor time. And we definitely use that to enhance our study. Sometimes we study outside. Sometimes we go spend an hour outside so that we can study when we get back inside. So we definitely love this one. Um, leave it all behind. Switch it up. Kids love change. Yeah. And is there anything that you could do, leave your environment and somehow incorporate it into what you're learning? Like if, are you reading, um, little house on the prairie and you could go camping for a weekend and just try out some of the things that they used to do, right? You, you bring your own dried beef and try eating that for, for dinner instead of actually cooked meat or, you know, any number of things to make their learning a little bit more real and just to explore the world a little bit. Um, another option is to actually take a vacation. Like you're saying, just, you know, take a day or an hour, but what if you just took a week off? Like you could really do that. Sometimes I think, I think thanks to COVID, a lot of us, even if you're in the public school system are starting to realize that it's not quite as cut and dried as we all think. Like it, it's really going to be okay if my kid digs a, a break, takes a week off, takes a field trip with his family or, um, or just does nothing school related for a while. So we've had some sickness go through our family and my oldest is a big weightlifter and he's pretty antsy to get back to the gym because he's been sick for about a week and a half. Um, and we were talking to another friend who's also a weightlifter and she was saying, you know, what's interesting is when I take a week off, yeah, I feel a little bit cardiovascularly behind, right? But I feel much stronger sometimes. And I thought, isn't that just an interesting metaphor for life is that when we take a break and sometimes longer than you think you should a week or two, you come back so much more excited and your brain is able to rest and kind of make some of those connections um, that you might not have otherwise been able to do. It's pretty fascinating. 
Yeah, that is really awesome. So that's that's a big tip that we use often. So the last one that we're going to share with you today is get help. <laughs> get somebody else involved. If you are just not motivated, it is not working, get help. So as a homeschooler, talk to other moms who homeschool with a caveat here that you don't want to get together and have a gripe session about yeah. homeschool. <laughs> That's not really going to inspire you. Go back and listen to our episode about inspiration. But um, find other moms who are home, who are motivated and loving what they're doing. And oftentimes, for the for those of us who are seasoned homeschoolers, oftentimes this is moms who are brand new to homeschooling. They bring the motivation. We bring the experience. It's a beautiful yeah. relationship, right? So they have yeah. lots of things they want to ask us about. And we benefit from that too because we're getting that fire lit in us again. Oh, yeah, this is why I homeschool. <laughs> so definitely find another mom who homeschools and inspires you. Join a co-op so that um, your kids can be around other homeschool kids. Maybe um, it can be on a topic that maybe you're not very strong in or maybe they just spend time together. Um, and you can spend time with other homeschool parents. Trade lessons with another family. We did this once um, with art. It was kind of a three-way swap. We had a fantastic artist friend of ours teach the older kids, and then the other mom and I would take the younger kids, and every other week we'd either take the toddlers and go play or take the, the middle-aged kids that weren't quite ready to work with the artist and teach them a little fun art lesson. And so it was kind of a three-way trade trading of lessons going on and uh, just just try something because sometimes let's admit it you're a little more motivated if you're going to be teaching other kids than your own or helping somebody else's family than your own yeah totally I love what you're saying about being an experienced mom meeting with a younger mom or vice versa um I know that when I was first homeschooling um, and this can totally apply to putting your kid in school. You're so motivated to learn all the best practices, right? Like what's the best curriculum or if your kid's in school, like when is the best time for them to, to study and how much homework time should they be spending and et cetera. And then you get a little bit farther down the road and you're just trying to hang on sometimes. And so when someone is deep into the research phase of things, it's really nice to talk to them and say, oh, I didn't know about that curriculum. That is a whole new thing that you know, I, I haven't done a lot of research in what my kids should be learning for a couple of years. And thank you for bringing this to my attention, you know, and then you can kind of share also some examples of what to do when you have a child that never wants to do anything or some other experience that you've gone through. <laughs> so uh, we've had to get quite a bit of help over our years of homeschooling, and I'm so grateful for it because it has made it so that our homeschooling has been sustainable because otherwise without some outside help, I don't know that I could have done it all these years. Um, we have oftentimes, well, let me just say this first as parents, I think that when we get burned out in our own love of learning, it becomes, and you mentioned this earlier, Audrey, it becomes extremely difficult to pass it on to our children. So maybe if you're feeling this way at this time of year or any time of year, it's time to take a break and really focus on your own love of learning. What is something that you've been passionate about in the past or something that you've always wanted to learn? Maybe you could take some time to do that. Even if you have to take a break from pouring your heart and soul into your children's education and do your own thing for a while. I'm going to go take an art lesson because I've always wanted to learn art and I need to feel excited about learning something at this point. Right? So we, for many years, uh, a lot of my older kids were taking piano lessons and a couple of times we felt the need to switch up the teacher. There was nothing wrong per se. It was just, we had just fallen into this rut and no one was excited anymore. And the same thing with an actual homeschool tutor. We've been uh, fortunate enough to be able to have someone come help in our home here and there on and off. And for a while, this one person was working really well and then it just stopped working really well. And so we had to change things up and I'm grateful for those experiences so that I know this is what this looks like when it's just not working anymore and it's time to, to, to move on. 
Yes, we have absolutely had the same experience with music teachers. And we find that when we switch, it's because the teacher has a little bit of different um, teaching method that the kid takes. It's kind of like they've plateaued and then they mm, like they yeah. do a definite upward tr- on their ability, on their love, on their, you know, everything because they've switched teachers. And, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit of a di- different method and somebody else, you know, to impress or teach or, you know, whatever. We've, we've definitely found every time that we put in some of these tips or get an outside help or that there's a, there's a definite jump in ability. So in conclusion, we just want to share that number one, you are not alone if you feel this way at this time of year or really any time of year, because it's a a little bit unique, especially if you're a homeschooler, um, in that we don't have the same, like we can start whenever we want. We can end whenever we want kind of a thing. We can take a summer break whenever we want. So it's totally normal to have these doldrums, so to speak, any time of the year. Um, and if you get into that rut, try one of these tips, reach out, go outside of your, your comfort circle, right? And, and do something different. Maybe even try something that you would never have tried before. Like I don't like any messy crafts. And so when I'm feeling like I need to connect with my kids and make things fun for them, I allow messy crafts because I know that that's something that's really fun for them, even though I have to kind of bite my tongue all the time. Um, when your kids are grown ups, they're going to be like, Hey, remember all those times mom got out the glitter? <laughs> Want to know what that really meant? <laughs> It meant I was done. I needed somebody to be happy again. Here, take the glitter. <laughs> That's what that means. Uh, we also have like a five-gallon jug of, um, what's the, Elmer's glue or whatever. And when that gets out, I'm like, oh boy, I'm going to go, I'm going to go rest in my room. I want it all cleaned up when I come out. I can't, I can't face this right now. <laughs> but I just think it's important to realize that you are not alone. This happens to everyone. And if it's happening to you, it's probably happening to your kids too. Take a break change things up, try something new and pat yourself on the back for what you're doing. Right. Cause I guarantee there's a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to share one final motivator for me. And that's always to, you guys know I'm going there, but it's always to put myself 20 years in the future and look back. Well, how do I want my kids to remember that school with mom was like, whether that is a mom helping them with their homeschooling or a mom helping them with their homework. Mm-hmm. What do I want my kid to have felt thought and what do I want them in 20 years looking back to, you know, what 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 is their impression of mom as a teacher in that role? And so that's always a motivator for me. I want them to have, it had been a good experience for them. So I always step back, look at it from the future, and what do I want to be impressing on them from a future point of view? So we hope that these five tips that motivate us get us stirring our stumps out of bed in the morning sometimes (laughs) help you guys too and remember you're not alone and as usual we'd love to have you share your something that motivates you with us because we could use the motivation this time of year too thanks for listening friends click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode show us some love by leaving a review on itunes or sharing the podcast with a friend Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, So side note here, my husband and I have a favorite cup. It says, I love you to the mountains and back. And in the morning, I drink my tea in it. And in the afternoon, he gets a cup of coffee in his coffee afternoon. And he Uh drinks his coffee in it. And I have officially stolen the favorite cup. And I'm drinking tea while I'm podcasting. <laughs> is he asking where it is? <laughs> that was the interruption. He's like, where's my cup? <laughs> You're like, I don't, gee, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, my cup. <laughs> That's funny. Hold on. I'm just going to tell my.
you oh, know, there's only there's only one cup. Right. In the whole there's world. no other option in the whole house. Hold on, I'm gonna tell my kid to stop coughing. <laughs> Hi, could you keep your coughing to a minimum and like <laughs> less breathing? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, son. Mm.